I am Reverend Deborah Phillips, and welcome to Discovering Spirit Within, a spiritual life center podcast dedicated to helping people discover and activate their personal relationship with the divine. I'm here with John Merriman. Once again, welcome, John. It's good to see and talk to you again. Hi, Reverend Deborah. It is great to see and talk to you. I enjoy talking to you so much. <laughs> we do have a blast, don't we? <laughs> An so... hour is just not long enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, you become a regular two or three or 16 times a year, you know. Um, oh, so, you know, we we before we turned on the record here, we're talking about uh, the Christmas the Christmas season and how it it comes together with the darkest time of the year and people feel like we're kind of in dark times anyway because of all of the exciting things that have happened in 2020. Coupled with some people being allergic to the word Christmas. And so we've just decided to start talking about this and see where spirit leads us. So, what are your first thoughts? Well, just when you said some people are allergic to the word Christmas, that carries so much emotion in that sentence. And I think that sentence is so telling that, uh, like, nobody's probably allergic to St. Patrick's Day. And nobody's, you know, there is so much wrapped up in this thing of Christmas. And... um, I think it's good that we people start unpacking all their emotions that they have around Christmas. It, it, it can be a, a volatile area, it can be a, a confusing area, and it can be a joyous area, all rolled up into one, because it's all rolled up in this thing of Christianity. It's all rolled up in this thing of Santa Claus. It's, it is so much going on in this concept or this thing called Christmas. And I think we... I think we're, we're when we have something like this COVID thing going on, it just sends us over the top. It's almost too much to deal with Christmas and COVID. So my first thought is everybody should just take a deep breath and really try to get out of Christmas what they can in terms of uh, their joy and happiness. And if they need to let things go, fine. But um it's a complicated season. Christmas is a very complicated season and brings up a lot of things for people. Um, that's kind of my first thoughts. It's like, uh, how do you help people survive Christmas? Some people sometimes, you know, how, what can you say to, uh, to people that, you know, like lighten up over Christmas or, um, you know what I'm saying? Something, something like that. Those are my first thoughts. What do you think? Um, so when you were when you were talking about that, what was coming into my mind was I was flashing back to Thanksgiving because we really start this whole holiday pressure starting with Thanksgiving. It's like, well, first of all, we're going to have some kind of a crazy, crazy Halloween, but that puts us right into November and right into preparing for Thanksgiving. And, um, you know, if you go out on Facebook or Instagram, all of the jokes about families getting together of holidays and, you know, and, and how a lot of them refer to people getting together and then they just fight and then they just, you know, so there's just, it starts with Thanksgiving. And then by the time we get to Christmas, there's even more pressure because there's the 
decorating, there's the packages, there's a, you know, and you may not be Christian and, and think of Christmas in that way. And you might be Muslim and you still celebrate Christmas because your kids want to celebrate Christmas because their <laughs> friends do. Um, you know, and I, I've, I've known a few families that, that do that. I mean, to them, it's simply a celebration. And of course, you yeah. know, this celebration is a celebration of the solstice. And it even goes back to mythology, ancient mythology, where it's like we go into the dark and then we're starting, you know, days started to get longer again on on the solstice. And so we're coming back out into the light. But we we're, we become such a materialistic, I got to do it this way. I guess there's so much have to around it that, yeah. uh, you know, and then there's a few voices going, the reason for the season, and that gets drowned out by all of the rest of the of the insanity or the people who just are so afraid that that if they say Christmas, they're going to be labeled a Christian, which they don't want to, not that it's a bad thing, but they don't want to be labeled that. And uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of pressure, um, a lot of have-tos, yep. a lot of gotta. <laughs> oh, I, got, I got an idea. This is just, now I'm just going to reflect on what you said there. We've got this COVID thing going on. We're having to reinvent so much in our lives every day, all our routines, all the things we've known before. And so we kind of slam here into Thanksgiving. It's like freak out. It's a good time to start reinventing many things in our lives, I think. The things that are overwhelming us Let's let's take a good spin on this season and start reinventing things for ourselves. And maybe for so many, this whole thing of Christmas maybe needs to be reinvented. Maybe we can take this as an opportunity to start restructuring our lives in a few different ways that make life a little easier for us. Because you're absolutely right. You come out of Thanksgiving and your your kids want Christmas and you've got to decorate and you think you have to provide the perfect Christmas for your kids. And then you've got to send four presents away to relatives. It's crazy. It's really crazy. We've gotten, we've gotten carried away in this and uh, we've gotten emotionally hooked in and it's, it's taken us way out of ourselves, I think. Um, and that's, well, that's what I'm doing in my life right now. I'm trying to, restructure these things we could it's time to throw some stuff over we maybe we just haven't don't need and maybe now's a good time and take this as a good opportunity like like i am a christian i consider myself a christian and when i come to christmas i just try to find the really good parts that i can relate to in it and uh, just focus on those and uh so that's kind of what was just coming through my mind when I heard you talk there. It's like, hey, this might be a good time to kind of get rid of some of this stuff. Well, and what I think, think some of this, yeah, some of this comes back to identity. And I had a conversation with someone yesterday and they were saying that, you know, at, at the church, they were saying that my job has probably changed more than anybody's because we stopped doing the Wednesday night program because nobody could come. And I started the podcast. I started doing this. And... And then I was thinking about that, and, and some of the other people are actually struggling more because my identity, and I finally realized my identity was not wrapped up in, in being the director of that program. My identity is with who I am and what I do, and I actually have found something that, that I absolutely love, this, this podcast 
fits me. You know, it, it fits my mm-hmm. personality and it allows me to do what I do best. And so um, it's that whole, how we identify ourselves inside this season, and maybe some of this calls calls for people when we're talking about um, it's, it's Christmas, and if I say Merry Christmas to you and you say, I'm not a Christian, well, I'm not trying to, to, to push my religion on you. I'm not trying to call you a Christian. I'm wishing you the very best that I, because I see this season as such a wonderful time because it has so much heart to it. And so mm-hmm. maybe, maybe all, you know, and the COVID, this whole COVID thing, maybe this is all speaking to us looking at what our, you know, rethinking our identities. Um, yeah. My identity is not what I do. It's, it's, it's who I am and what I do is a reflection of my identity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Very good point. And uh, I mean, just to, for fear of going off on a tangent here, that very dynamic of um, losing one identity and gaining a greater identity that is pretty much, as I see it, the path of spiritual growth is losing one smaller identity into gaining a bigger identity. And that and it, it's a uh, it's a process of death and birth, death and birth, you know, die to your old identity, gain a new identity, which is greater. And so it's a it's hard. I, I'm sure when you gave up the Wednesday services, it was hard there for a minute before you gained a greater sense of identity. And so, uh, kind of trying to link this all together, as we lose kind of this Christmas identity that many of us have, and we have it from our childhood of having the perfect Christmas. I had so many perfect Christmases, never want to give them up. But then when we can lose that identity, that part of it. Are we making ourselves available to a greater identity? And I think we are. I don't think you spiral down. I mean, I hope you don't, but you can, but hopefully you can gain a greater identity will come to you. And that would be a great thing for this season. That'd be quite a Christmas blessing. (laughs) A greater identity. It would be. Yeah. Well, and and the truth is, is that I was uh, trying to think of how to go to my boss and say, I'm getting a little tired of Wednesday nights. I'd like to do something different. <laughs> and I didn't know how to talk to him and keep my job because there's, you know, I mean, that's mostly what I did. And so COVID did it for me, or I can say God did it for me. And so for me, this has been like the perfect opportunity to jump onto some of those, those uh, changes. Um, and sometimes I think we're ready for that. Uh, yeah. We're ready for that change in identity, and other times we're not. But as a culture, we're, um, we, you know, it's like Christmas is a very, very big thing in the United States. It's a commercial thing. It's, a, you yeah. know, uh, and, and then people want to fight about it, too. And I think it's, <laughs> um, but, you know, the, uh, I love the idea that of, of you know, Every step we take brings us into just a little bit higher identity, a little bit more refined identity of who we are as spiritual beings. Exactly. And Amen. Yeah. Um, so we um, we can take this time, I would hope, to step back um, because um, 
it doesn't look like at this time, what is this? This is uh, December, what, 2nd, I think, that we're actually recording this. And in California, we're possibly looking at even, you know, at a stay-at-home order. And so what better time to allow yourself to step back and start looking at what you really believe in, as opposed Amen. to... Yeah, so many people focus on what they don't want and what they don't believe. Amen, sister. I think I always look at almost everything is working for the good. I'm one of those people that really believe that, that everything's working for the good. Because let's just take, let's just blow this up to the big picture. Let's say God. What God is, is like good gravity. Everything is trying to get to God, to get to the goodness of God. And what holds you up sometimes has to dissolve and you get pulled back into the God thing. And that's just what's happening now. So much is dissolving, but it's dissolving hopefully in a good way where we release back into more basic uh, spiritual things within ourselves. So it's working for the good. These things that are kind of churning us up and breaking down our systems and having us rethink and we're disoriented. It's a good thing because when we reform and regrow and rebirth, we'll be back more in the natural flow of spirit. And so uh, what I, here's, here's an idea. Now there's people listening to this, you know, why don't we just, have them come up with one thing where their old identity is broken down around this Christmas season and they've gotten a bigger, greater identity. Why don't we just kind of put that out there as kind of a challenge for people and have them email you or something going, uh, I love that idea. Here's where I thought it was something that was really challenging, but it turned out to be something really good. Just like your Wednesday story, you know? It's, there's so many people, I've heard people have these stories where all of a sudden their world is like, oh my God, the grim reaper's coming. But then, oh, my, for heaven's sakes, it was the best thing to ever happen to me. Mm -hmm. So there's my challenge. Come up with something. <laughs> Everybody listening. Yeah, you <laughs> Find know, what your... if, yeah, I mean, I'm hearing, um, it used to be, that I'd hear about all of these young people, and I'm talking probably, well, when I say young, <clears throat> we'll just say under 40. <laughs> Let's pick a number. Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that there were so many really young people who did not know how to cook at all. And yeah, I'd go out and I'd find these recipes as like, this is how you measure water. I mean, it was just... <laughs> And the, what you, you're hearing about, so many people have actually learned how to cook, which is such, I, um, such a, an essential part of our lives, right? Being able to feed ourselves, being able to get that, yes. that, that physical nourishment, and that physical nourishment then leads to our more emotional and spiritual nourishment. But on some level, I'm thinking a lot of people are learning how to feed themselves. And I think that's yeah. such a great analogy. Perfect. Just what I'm talking about. Yeah. That is a, I actually have a, a son who, who went to, who's learning to cook because of this. He lives in New York City and he's having to cook now. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's a wonderful, it's a Christmas miracle. Yeah. <laughs> it, it could is. be. We could look at COVID as kind of miraculous in that area that it's breaking us down. And what is beyond those walls that are being broken down is who we really are we're yeah, having 
get back into groups, get back into what's it's it's telling us what's really important in life. It right? really is, and I'm I'm really curious when this is all all settles and we are back together. If the young people who the really young people who have really pretty much known not known anything except having their face in their phone, if they're going to have gained an understanding of how important this interconnection you know, this being with people is, it's going to be very interesting to me to see how, how this changes their culture. Those of us who are of a certain age, um, we're having our own challenges, but they're going to be here. You know, I might be here another 20 years if I'm, if I'm really good, but (laughs) (laughs) if I really work at it, but really good. (laughs) Yeah. But we've, you know, there's people who, who have another 50, 60 years on this planet and uh, what what this what this is doing for their their mental, emotional, and spiritual formation, um, I think it's going to be really interesting to see. And I'm hoping that you know I'll get to see some of it before I go on to another assignment. But <laughs> <laughs> you'll get your Wednesday night service back in heaven. <laughs> Oh no! I want to do a podcast from heaven. I think podcast, podcast from heaven. Podcast. But yeah, this heaven. is that's that's a that's a wonderful thought. I, I personally am one of the greatest optimists in the world. I, I, I'm just an optimist. I always think of this is going to just what you're saying. This is going to lead to interconnection. It's going to lead to value. It's going to lead to a new world. And being a Christian as I am, that is not outside of what we uh, in our in teachings have been led to believe. I mean, we have the whole revelation of this is the uh, a new world's coming, you know, uh, the whole Armageddon thing, you know. Of course, it's so cloaked in such incredible symbolism in the Bible, but and you can interpret that in so many different ways. But what it's saying is that there will be a time of of rebirth after this era. These are the ending days. And for many, they are. I mean, if you look at individual cases, many people are going through their ending days. So uh, I love the thought. I love the thought of, of the rebirth that will be happening uh, when we get beyond, I don't think there's another side we get beyond. It's a slow growth, but we will be growing into a much greater identity of who we are. Well, and, you know, go ahead. Well, no, I, I'm just saying it's going. You, you're going to get there one way or another, kicking or screaming or skipping or whatever. You're going to get to that greater sense of identity because that's what the world is. The world is a machine to kind of grind you up to send you to that greater sense of identity. You're, you're going to get there. It's just, you're going to do it the easy way or you're going to do, do it the, the hard, hard way. way. Yeah. Pretty much we've cho- chosen the hardest possible way yeah. in our history of mankind. But And that's, hey, that's the best learning, I guess. I don't know. Well, Go there ahead. is some uh, a place in the Bible where it talks about being pounded into gold. Absolutely. And I, I have to keep coming back to that when the pounding is really loud and... <laughs> All I know is the pounding. 
And, um, but you know, you and I are, are a lot alike in that, in that positive, um, or just, you know, being optimists. And I, I told Reverend James in a couple of podcasts ago, I had a friend who one day who told, said, Deborah, you were put here to annoy the pessimists. And I think you're one of those two, (laughs) you know, but feeling that that's a great line. Oh my God. You you, you may use that. Um, thank you. But it's not, you know, I mean, it's not intentional. It's just how we're built. And some people are, you know, my husband is more pessimistic and he slows me down sometime and it's not a bad thing. (laughs) It's like, Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. But have you thought about that? Well, yeah. Okay, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Excuse me. But well, it's, uh, it's, it's a let's we can all agree it's a very exciting time and now bringing this back to christmas uh since we have christmas right in the crosshairs here you know it is just such a good time to take stock reevaluate and feel that light coming back on december 21st whenever that light comes back and it is you know this is all so tied up with mythology and paganism and tribal religions and then Christianity kind of got dumped in the middle of it. So, you know, it's all, it's all tied up in there, but it's a great time just to, to sit and, and reflect, I think. Well, you know, we, we, we need celebrations. We need, we need these times of stopping and um, taking a break and, and uh, rejoicing and, and, and celebrating what we have done and what we have accomplished um, and there seem to be some natural times of year. I think it's hilarious that that we have the first of the year start on January 1st when actually it would really start in the spring, you know, at the spring uh, equinox. But um, I completely lost where I was going with that. <laughs> I love it. Well, you, uh, let's just pick up something new then. <laughs> well, no. Uh, it, it, oh, I know what it was. It's just that that we need to celebrate. And you were telling me earlier, um, because I mean, most well, not everybody knows who you are, but you are uh, a musician. You um, one of the things that you do is you, you you play the guitar. And you were saying that you've had the opportunity to go out and play in public. Um, in very safe uh, conditions, because you're not a vocalist, you, you're an instrumentalist, and how people reacted uh, and responded to simply listening to live music. And I think this need of ours to celebrate um, is probably part of what drives the, the Christmas thing. And yes. the people who don't yes. connect it with, um, with Christianity still want to have that celebration. Oh, I, absolutely. There's, there's so much... Uh... There's so much just natural great symbolism in the Christmas holiday. There's so many natural things that come up in Christmas that have deep resonance within people. One, of course, is the coming back of the light. One is the givingness. And uh, this ties so deeply into the Christian message as I interpret it. Um, So it's just, it is... It can be a wonderful time in that sense of, of these deep inner longings and needs that we have as people can be expressed there in terms of uh, goodwill toward men and uh, just love of fellow men and love of family and love of life. And uh, this so much intertwines and interweaves with the Christian message. Um, 
that is it is for me it's just a, it's just for me it's the highlight of the year it's it's a stunning holiday for me being a christian um it's it's just a reflex of so much of the joys of my faith that i was raised in and that i've uh embraced and uh so yeah it's it's just a it's just a it's just a for me it's just a great time and uh has so many good things that we can focus on but there have been so many people who have used it for opportunism you know there's so much commercialism and then it just ties all in there where they just drag you out emotionally in this too so again our challenge is to find that valuable thread for each and every person well this hmm. brings me back to you know the first time we met <clears throat> i had come where you gave a talk about how you finally had realized that you needed to tell, say publicly that you were Christian. And there's so, there can be so much baggage around that because, um, there's probably a lot of baggage around saying that you're Muslim too, right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. you know, there, because the, there's like this picture that everybody has of a Muslim or a Christian based on what hits the <laughs> news, what, you know, how, yeah. how, how all of this becomes so public. But for many of us, I mean, I, I would consider myself Christian because I, I was raised in a Christian church, but I follow the teachings of Jesus. I don't necessarily follow the teaching of a church. Right, right. exactly. There's so much. <clears throat> in fact, I, this is kind of my, this is what I've been dealing with recently. And it's kind of uh, what I've really been looking at is and observing how there's so many people telling you what being spiritual is and what you have to do to be spiritual, what you have to do to be Christian, what you have to do to be Muslim. And especially in the Christian uh, area, and I, I, don't, I don't really know about other religions, but certainly in the Christian area, if you step outside of what some group of Christians think is being Christian, they're going to crucify you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Uh, and so it's time, this is a great time for everybody to try to get that personal spiritual connection. We have to stop comparing ourselves to what other people think we should be to be spiritual. We never take the time and have the faith and have the confidence in ourselves that we as individuals each and every one of us can have a personal connection. And you run across this a lot in Christianity, a lot in churches. And uh, that's why I love Spiritual Life Center so much, because it, it, it's gone beyond a lot of this. But people telling you what it means to be spiritual, to what it means to have, to be a part of this thing called spirit. And most people who I see are so confused. They still, ha they haven't taken the time to have confidence in what they think is being spiritual, their personal connection. And there's nothing more important. And there's a lot of fear in that, I think, is because what happens if I find my personal connection and it takes me away from this group of people and they all of a sudden, are, you know, and I've had to go through this in my life so many times because I've left a lot of churches, you know, and uh, so it's, 
but it's so important. And again, maybe this is a great time when it's getting dark in your home and it's COVID to have faith and confidence in yourself that you can personally find that spiritual connection. And what I've seen is that it's usually very different than what people tell you it is. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. So? I mean, I spend yeah. a lot of time in my groups and classes and the things is, is, is they'll say, well, Deborah, you know, how can I be like you or blah, blah, blah. And yeah. it's like, you know what, the way I'm built, the way I relate, the way my connection with spirit is, is going to be completely different from yours. We may yes. have a similar feeling, but I'm, we're not the same people. And so your relationship, um, with, with, with spirit or, you know, your personal relationship with the, the greater <clears throat> energy is going to be your own experience. And I yeah. think we live in a culture that, I mean, I mean, all people, we, we kind of want to belong and we want to say, you know, we want to be able to say, well, yeah, I had that too. But you and I have probably both had experiences, spiritual experiences that we can say, oh, I had, th they would be different for us, but we can both agree that we, that they were spiritual experiences. Yes. And it's funny. Now, let me ask you a question. <clears throat> when, when somebody comes to you and says, when you, when you give somebody the spiel, but you just did, okay, you, you have to find your own. They go, well, how do I find my own? What do you say to them at that moment? I'll come to my group what's, what's for about four or five years step? and no. Um, <laughs> what, I, what, I, what I say to them is that, you know, to trust themselves is to, ah. to take that, that step back and trust what they feel, trust what they hear, trust um, their gut, and, and to try to stop listening to the outer voices. And yeah. I never say stop listening because it's, I mean, we all have trouble with that. The outer voices are always going to be there. And I make the point that we are immersed in a culture where we're more, we're immersed in noise. We're completely immersed in noise uh, from the outside world. And so finding a way to get quiet and listen to what's going on with you and let it be okay if it's not the exact same way that I do it. You know, because I have, I'm extremely intuitive and I worked as an intuitive for a while. And so there will be people say, I wish that you had that gift. And usually I say, no, you don't, because <laughs> there's an enormous <laughs> responsibility that goes with it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we all have these gifts. We just have to discover what our gift is. It's like I have had moments where I watch the music team at SLC and I just wish I were, I will listen to you. I wish I were a music maker. And I just am not. However, if I were a music maker, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. And what I'm yeah. doing is what I came here to do. Can I add a couple things? Absolutely. Uh, what, what I've discovered in terms of what this first step is, and this was a hard, humbling step for me. And I love everything you said. Perfect. But for me, there was one step more, and that was if you have to ask. If spirit is really there and you really want to get in relationship with it, well, asking is totally appropriate. If there's no spirit and it's just a blank wall and you're making all this up, well, then, you know, then it doesn't make any difference. Then do whatever you want to do. But if you really want to get in relationship, you have to ask. You have to say, 
I want to be in relationship with you. Help me. How can I do it? And then you listen, and then it's going to come, and it's going to be unique. It's not going to be what other people said it is. And that's when you have to have the confidence. Yeah, thank you, because that, that is the other thing that I, I will say to people. There is a book called um, Angels in My Hair by a woman named Lorna Byrne. Have you? I, my favorite oh, you're the book. one who told me about that. Well, the, the yeah, thing that, that, that strikes me the, that I tell other people about the most is she talks about all of these unemployed angels because the <laughs> angels that- only, only help when they are asked. You know, God, yes. angels, spirit, whatever, does not interfere in our lives. We have to That's ask. Right. And so um, this whole idea of angels, you know, kicking back uh, with their legs crossed going, well, what are you doing today? Not much. They're not asking. <laughs> I've, I've, got a whole, I've got a whole little video going in my head about the unemployed angels now. It's a great—excuse I, I, <clears throat> me. That book— and if anybody's listening, I, I highly recommend this book. It's Lorna Burns. She's an Irish mystic. She's still alive. Uh, this book is recent. I mean, uh, it's an incredible autobiography, Angels in My Hair by Lorna Byrne. If you're interested in this area of angels, she this is the book. This is a go-to book. I've read every book she's written. <laughs> so, yeah, I haven't gotten the, to the other books yet. She's doing uh, videos I, I, I now, too. That. Yeah, you can go on YouTube and hear her talk. I've got a couple of good angel stories for you too, maybe if we have time, but I hey, don't know. Hey, listen, this is this, you know, that's the other thing about Christmas is is that it's very angel heavy. It's <laughs> <laughs> We got I got angels everywhere in the house. Yeah, we it's, it's angel time. So, you want to hear an angel story? I do. Okay. So, this is kind of a change of topic, but here's I I have uh, I love my angel stories, so I love to tell them, but this happened to me. And um, so my wife and I are, uh, are kind of fanatic campers. We're hikers and we campers. We go out every weekend uh, for long weekends because we have four-day work weeks, which is really nice, and sometimes three-day work weeks. So we always hit the road, and we're always out going into remote areas with our off-road vehicle and uh, camping and hiking. So we love to get out where it's very isolated, where there's nobody, where nobody can get to. And this is kind of a big thrill. We just love the solitude. So we're up in Northeastern um, California and not too many people go up there. And we find this very secluded lake with a campground. And we don't really need campgrounds because we are wilderness campers, so we can camp anywhere. But uh, it's a great, it's a secluded lake. It's a little campground. So we stay the night in this campground. And we're just digging it. There's like nobody around. And it's just so secluded. But then it's Friday night and all the locals start coming into this campground. So it's cool. It's great. We're, we're all chill. And then at about nine o'clock at night, a party starts up in this campsite about 50 yards away. A party. And we're going, oh, God, a party. And they've got boom, doo, doo, boom, boom, music going on. And they're dancing, obviously drinking. And they're right next to this lake. So it's cool. We're chill. We, we know everybody's pretty cool who are campers. That usually comes down about 10 o'clock. So 10 o'clock comes. Party's still going on. We go, we're cool. We're chill. Midnight. Party is still going on. The bass kick drum of this music is coming right through, you know, and blah, 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 blah. and they're laughing. We're going, we're just getting fuming mad. And it's one o'clock in the morning and the party is still going on. 
And I'm just, we're just besides ourselves, you know, going, how can this happen? Out here in this pristine wilderness, somebody has this party. So I'm just so mad that I go, I call my angels. I go, angels, you go down there and you, you tell those people to be quiet and you make them be quiet. And I'm sending my angels like they're avenging angels, you know, in some fantasy in my mind. I'm thinking, I'm so upset. I'm going, you go down there and you just, you like put fire under them or something, you know? And my angels look at me like, oh, like they just like, are just going, and they said this to me. They go, we're not here to do your dealings. We're here to help you deal with life. And I'll never forget that sentence. We're not here to do your dealings for you. We're here to help you deal with life. And they said, if you want us to help you somehow get peaceful and okay in this situation right now, we can do that. But we're, we're not your avenging angels that are going to go down there and stop this party. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you're right. Your, your angels are here to help you deal with life. All the ups, the downs, the pains, the sorrows. They can help you, they can comfort you, and they can show you ways, internal ways that you can find peace. And they said, we can help you find peace right here as you're laying here. We can help you. We can help you transcend all this noise and this craziness, but we're not going to go down there and stop this party for you. That's my angel story. <laughs> so you had, you, you had angels refuse to smite people for you. Yeah. Do do your angels smite people? They do not. Okay, well. I just I happen maybe to I really love the word. Something. Yeah, no, I happen to love the word smite. I just had to say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and again, that's for me, that's one of those crazy conceptions kind of maybe people have and maybe there are smiting angels. I don't know anything. All I know is my experience. And I can't believe there really are smiting angels. But I don't think so, but that's a concept. See, that's another concept of getting your own personal link to this because it had to go against all the things I thought maybe angels could do for you. <laughs> so I well, had to have confidence that my angels do not smite. <laughs> yeah, and neither do mine. And 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 it's yeah. um, what what it's about is us learning to change what's going on inside us. We, you know, angels are not here to change outward, outward activities, outward appearances. It's like it always comes back to it's it's not what happens, it's what you do with it. And yeah. um, I I have been working on a, a project where I write in a journal, and my most of my conversations with my angels come through my writing. At some point, yeah. and it's not like it's purely channeled. I just, I just start writing, and I'm not really. A lot of times, I don't even remember what I wrote when I'm done. It's very interesting to go back and and read it. And recently, um, there were two things. One of which I was sort of pushing back of what they're asking me to do, and they said, "But you love sitting here writing in this journal." And I am having to agree with that. But what do you do? You go and you watch videos. And, and this was directly from the angels. They said, you sit there and you watch videos of, of, of cats when you have three perfectly good cats living with you. <laughs> so talk about being in my face about what I'm doing. And it's Excellent. like, yeah, I've got three insane cats here. But no, I'm going to watch them on video too. It's like, ah, so I had to go sit in my little corner and think about that for a while. Well, let me, what was, 
uh, uh, to finish the story, what were you pushing back? What were they pushing back on you? They they want me to be writing a book with them. Oh, writing a book. Yes, oh, they, 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 they want these writings to be put out in a book. And now I'm telling the whole world about this. So thank you very much, angels. Um, well, I but, guess I asked the question. <laughs> well, no, but obviously this is taking us, you know, but I, I, it was like, how many books are already out there talking about this same stuff? And they're saying, but every voice is different. And yes, every, your you book know, is and, not out there. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I was, I was, I just, you know, I have my little arguments with the, the angels and then, um, it comes back and, uh, and, but there was another time, and this is the one that, that I, I've shared with a few people is that, um, I don't remember what I was writing. And then they just said something about, well, you know, we provide, we provide air support. And then they said, we are joking, but it must seem to you like we simply come out of thin air. And so we will call ourselves air support. Ah, oh, I love it. And That's a great I point. thought, you know, that is so yes. cool. And so the way it comes to me, a way the, the way they talk to me is a different way than like um, Seth talked through Jane Roberts or, you know, yeah. all of these other, or, or the way your angels talk to and through you because they are speaking yeah. through us as well. Yeah. And so, oh, um, you know, well, but, okay. We look forward to the, this is the, okay, we're going to make the official announcement of the forthcoming. <laughs> forthcoming in about five I, years. I, I, you know, it, it's interesting. It is coming together, but it's going to be a while. And I am, I am, I'm telling you the entire world right now, I'm, I'm pretty uncomfortable with this. <clears throat> Obviously. <laughs> but, uh, but at I mean, the same time, I, I, hmm? you're trying to push this, you're trying to push this back five years. <laughs> Give your angels. Well, I told a you I'm going to live another twenty, so you know. <laughs> okay. I want to see it in a year. <laughs> um, honestly, what what I've been told about, I mean, it, it's actually coming together. And when I go back, and you know, I, I I go in and I type it up from because I write it longhand, and I go back and I type it up, and I'm mm -hmm. going, oh, when I'm writing it, this seems just ridiculous. And when I go back and read it, it's like that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's you're touching on so many dynamics of why people don't have confidence. Uh, it's it's not this; they don't think it's cool because they're not being so impressed, like they're impressed with other things. You gotta have, just have faith in this, and so what? What I always do is I always go, "Well, what's the worst that can happen?" It's like when I started playing guitar live. I really wanted to play guitar live. But I was so frightened. I was so petrified. I go, what's the worst that can happen? I'll have to move out of town and change my name for embarrassment. Okay, I'm willing to do that. <laughs> so what's the worst that can happen? You know, and that's you just have to make peace with that and then you're good to go. But can yeah. I can I say one more thing? I don't yes. want to hog the conversation. No, here. hog, hog but away. The, what's 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 striking to me when hearing you talk and it has to do with this whole subject of listening to angels and listening to spirit. Uh, it can bring so much fear up in people. It's like, well, what if the angels tell me to go rob a store or something like that? You know, I, I, I hear this so much. It comes back to that personal connection of knowing, K-N-O-W-I-N-G, knowing. You have to know deep in your heart that 
what you're hearing is legit because you, your mind can just play so many tricks on you. But you have to you have to add that element of knowing, and that comes deep within your heart that this is this is legit. This is deep. This is loving, and um, you have free will. Everybody has free will, so you have to use your free will in picking and choosing and knowing what to listen to and having faith in that knowing and know that spirit is loving, it's kind, it's inclusive, it's expansive. And it's the knowing of those things where you can separate the wheat from the chaff when it comes to all this input that's going to start coming into your head about listening. It's that you filter it through your, your heart knowing, and that is your work. That is your work to do and you have to do it you have to filter it into your knowing or else you keep your i I heard this line saying you keep your head so open you get a lot of garbage thrown in and it's kind of be the same way with with what you think of when you're starting to listen to spirit you have to filter through your knowing and what you choose to follow i don't know there's my spiel and no, that, and that, that, that's beautiful because the, the knowing is the part that we usually, we so often argue ourselves out of. Amen. I mean, how many times will someone say, I knew better? I should, I knew I should have, I knew I shouldn't have. And this is an entirely other conversation. I, I think we should actually, you know, do another, an, another session just on, on, on this whole knowing thing, because that's a whole other oh, conversation. Oh, it's everything. So it's everything. Bring, bring it back to Christmas for just a moment. <laughs> okay. We don't have much time left, I don't think, do we? No, we don't. Um, I mean, we could go on forever, but we, you know, we, we will give our readers, our, our listeners a break and, and do another segment. <laughs> but all of the, I mean, we've gone down some pretty interesting bunny trails here, but it all comes back to this time. Um, this time of year gives us the opportunity to step back. Even even yeah. in times where we're allowed to go outside, when we're not having you know epidemics and things like that going on, um, it is a time of year to step back, to look at the blessings in our lives and look at the losses um, in our lives as well, and to just look it all over and and decide what you want to carry forward and what you're willing to let go of. And maybe that's, uh, you know, I'm going to be talking with Donna Epidoni in a couple of weeks about this, this artificial New Year thing we do. Oh, it's going to be a new year. Everything is going to be better. But maybe what this is, is it's this all of this time of allowing us to go inward, figure out what we want to carry forward, and then yep. let what we don't want go. And then celebrate that with the coming of the light and however that light comes to you, whether it's through the, the Christian message or through, you know, every religion has the coming of the light. Yeah. Maybe that's what this that's, is all about. I think that's perfect. Just what you said is just perfect. And it's the perfect time for it right now. Yeah. It's like the stars are aligned with this. We have so much junk going on. It's a perfect thing to do. Just what you said. Yeah. So I will sign my name to your thing there I, I like it i think it's great and uh and can i add one more thing and that is that spirit is very active right now when the physical lights let's like in the middle of the night when light goes down when the physicalness is low ebb spirit can shine through so much more and that's why this is a very spiritual time 
December 21st is a very spiritual time because the energies of the world is at a low ebb. And it's just like when the sun's down, you see the stars. And it's the same way with physical energy. When the physical energy is down, you can see the stars so much easier. So it's a great time to reflect. It's a great time to get in touch with spirit. And uh, so, I, hey, Merry Christmas. <laughs> you know? Thank you, John, and Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. It's great talking to you. Thank you for listening today. Discover Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center Sacramento. If you feel inspired and want to show your appreciation and support, please go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, Deep peace of the sons and daughters of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.